0: listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the broadcast. Good to have you with us tonight. You know, there are days when I do this show on a Sunday and I will go up to a coffee shop and sit for hours putting together what I'm going to share with you. And there are days when those three or four hours are me scratching my head saying, you know, what can I talk about tonight? You have those days in in talk radio. I also have a special challenge, which is I do a once a week show and people listen to the show all throughout the week. So I I don't want to just talk about breaking news and that sort of thing, because it's not really the nature of the show. But then you have days like today. Where I have no idea how I will even get to half of what is in my stack here tonight. Uh, but we're going to try. We've got a special guest lined up for you tonight, as usual, at 9 30 p.m. Our good friend, Pastor Paul Bagley, is back with us. And you know, I can't think of a better time to have Pastor Paul with us than tonight to just talk about what is happening in the world and how does all this. Uh, connect with Bible prophecy, and then next week, a fascinating look as we go into our favorite genre of true crime, and we talk about the Hari Krishna murders and this is a, a a crime story I was not at all familiar with. I heard a podcast series about it. I was riveted by it. The author behind that podcast and and his book, which is I think six or seven hundred pages we 've got the book here in the studio. He'll be with us next week to talk about the Hare Krishna movement and then this bizarre, this, uh, bizarre story uh, of the Hare Krishna murders. All of that on uh, next week's broadcast. All right. As we do every week, we have a sponsor. This week's sponsor, again, is VARS, V-A-R-S, the Virtual Asset Retirement System. And I have been having so much fun working with students in this new program. Many of you know, I'll just be quick here on this tonight. I used to teach an online course on internet business, all of the different ways that I make money online. I share with my students. I did that from 2008 to 2015, had thousands and thousands of people in that program. And I just got kind of got tired of it a little bit burned out and we disbanded the program. And so many people have been asking me to start that back up again. So call this my Internet Business Training 2.0. It's really cool. And we get into so many just really specific ways that people can make money online. Uh, You could start out part-time, turn it into a full-time deal. So it's a lot of fun. I went ahead and I posted the first three classes in my training. I made them free because that way you can, you know, learn some things. And you can also decide, is this for you or not? So, check it out. Tonight's sponsor is VARS. That's the Virtual Asset Retirement System. And you get to the website to access those free lessons by going to varstraining.com. That's V like Invictor, A R S training.com. Tonight's sponsor, varstraining.com. All right, CNN continues to refer to these protests as peaceful. I could not believe it. I was staying in a hotel the last couple of nights, and was watching CNN on and off. And you, you know, I I can't tell you. I watched it for 24 hours, but the hours I watched it, they they continued to reference these protests as peaceful, and I saw no video footage. Uh, of the carnage while I was watching CNN. Maybe they played it when I wasn't watching, but I find something very strange that is happening now on Facebook. In my news feed, this is not things I'm posting, but I'm just following my feed of everything that other people are are posting. And I'll I'll run across these videos of these looters. Uh, I, I had one today of a bunch of people during the riot, uh, breaking out the glass in a Wells Fargo bank and breaking into the Wells Fargo. Someone filmed this and then put it online. And I thought I I need to share this so people can really see what's going on. If you don't live in an area where this is happening for you to really appreciate what these people are doing, it, it literally looks like a war zone in some of these cities and the news, the mainstream media is trying to cover this up and What's happening on Facebook is these videos are being taken down. I'm not in any of these areas to make the videos. I'm simply someone resharing them. And I've seen this three or four times now in the last couple of days on my timeline where I've shared that video. And then it says this video has been removed. And Facebook is taking those videos down. I'm sure they have some you know, official reason why they're doing that. But, you know, I, I don't know why. I mean, it would seem newsworthy. It, th- those things are happening in the news. We can see other th- bad things happening, right? How many times have they shown the video of 9-11, the planes crashing into the Twin Towers and, and the people jumping out of the, the building? Well, the building is, is, is collapsing. But we can't see these videos for some reason. I find that very interesting. And then tonight, this is this is breaking news, but I'm sure this will be in the news all week. So we'll talk about it here. The Minneapolis City Council, there's a majority now. They have a veto-proof majority, according to this news report, which is now picked up by all the major news outlets. They are announcing tonight their plan to disband the police department. I am not kidding you. The Minneapolis City Council says they are beginning the plan to to defund and dismiss the police department. They will have no police department. I thought, well, maybe this is one of those clickbait headlines. And if you click on it, you'll read it. And that's not really what's happening. But that is really what's happening. I'm not kidding you. I just I don't understand this. I, I I don't understand it. I know that a few years ago Michael Savage, the radio talk show host Michael Savage, was for fun, it sounded like he was joking when he used to say, and he still does, that liberalism is a mental disorder. And it was a funny line. But it's now true. How in the world can they possibly think? that this is a good idea to disband the police department. And now we're back to the whole NFL deal, reboot 2.0, 3.0, whatever you want to call it. Um, Apparently the NFL is now saying officially that kneeling during the anthem is now going to be allowed going forward. Uh, Adrian Peterson says NFL players are all ready to take a knee together. During the national anthem. And I was thinking about this today. And I, w- I want you to think about these numbers. And I, I've got to be careful here what I say. I don't know how much longer I'll be around in social media. I, I'm seeing some other options popping up. Uh, but a lot of things are happening. And, and who knows when I'm going to officially be deleted from, from everywhere. I don't know. But I, wanna, I want you to think about this for a second. And I know this is going to be totally politically incorrect. I looked this up today. There are 1,696 players in the NFL. So let's call it 1,700 players in the NFL. Now, if we're going to take the position, based on percentages, that all police officers are bad because we have these isolated incidents, we're going to take the position now that all police officers are bad. I want you to think about this just mathematically. How often do you hear about an NFL player uh, getting arrested, uh, abusing their wife or their girlfriend, uh, involved with drugs, uh, involved with all manner of illegal activities? This is this happen, I mean, around here, I, I hear it all the time. It, it's it's like an ongoing thing. When you consider that there are only 1,696 NFL players. I would all day long put those percentages up against police officers. If we're going to judge a group by percentages, if we're going to say, hey, we've got you know 1% of the police officers doing these terrible things or 0.1%, whatever it is, I would gladly all day long put these same percentages up against NFL players. I mean, my goodness, where do we start with OJ Simpson? I mean, let's make a list of these NFL players. If we're going to base this on percentages and we're going to say that police officers have gone over the threshold, whatever that threshold is of percentage, that we can now say they're all bad. And we can disband police departments in their entirety. If we've crossed that threshold, my goodness, haven't we crossed that threshold years ago with the NFL? I mean, based on that same standard, wouldn't the NFL need to be disbanded? I mean, shouldn't it have been disbanded years ago? If we're going to judge the character of all police officers based on whatever this percentage is of these incidents, which are horrible. They are absolutely horrible. We need to look at that uh, the same way if we're going to judge as a group police officers. I just threw that out uh, uh, to you tonight. You know, it's an interesting thing to think about. You've got 1,696 players in the NFL. And how often, how often do we hear about the arrests and abusing girlfriends, abusing wives, uh, all kinds, you know, child All kinds of, uh, you not not paying child support. All kinds of, you know, drug arrest. On and on and on. And you know, Aaron Hernandez and a serial killer. I look at O.J. Simpson. All all of these cases. Uh, Michael Vick. I mean, we can make this huge list. I mean, if we're going to say that there's a a percentage of police officers now that is that would give us the position to be able to say rationally and intellectually that we need to disband police because they've crossed over whatever that percentage threshold is that you can say now that they're all bad. My goodness, haven't we crossed that threshold with the NFL uh, at least two decades ago? Now, I found this interesting what Mark Levin had to say. Talk show host Mark Levin said, quote, Due to systemic racism in law enforcement and the disbanding of the police in our cities, I suggest we put all security protection we, we pull all security protection from Biden, Obama, Bush, Pelosi, and Schumer for their own sakes. I also suggest we pull the Capitol Police from Congress," Levin said on Friday. He continued quote, "Can't trust those cops." with our precious representatives, either. While we're at it, let's yank protection from the Supreme Court, and how about we pull security at sports stadiums, pro-athlete locker rooms, Beverly Hills and Brentwood, he added. And, and, you know, I'm waiting for this. I'm waiting for police officers to say, enough, we're not going to guard the NFL stadiums anymore. uh, Because we're back in this same situation, you know, I don't think it takes a lot of critical thinking to to understand that there are these isolated incidents and we can always do better. We can always provide more training, more oversight, more body cameras, more there's more always more you can do in any profession to make it better. But most police officers, the overwhelming Number of police officers are good honest hardworking people that went into that profession to protect lives and and how we have gotten where we we've gotten here that we're literally disbanding police departments, which is what's happening in minneapolis minnesota and You know, it's interesting to me that these cities where all of these problems are happening are run by Democrats. A lot of them have African-American police chiefs. The Democrats have been running Minneapolis, the city, for years. I don't understand. You've got Chicago. You've got Los Angeles. You've got New York. You've got Minneapolis. You have these cities where there is, according to the liberals, the systemic Problems with police, but yet they themselves are in charge. And the idea that we're not going to have police, and these same Democratic leaders are telling people not to buy guns, do not defend yourself, do not become a vigilante, as they call it, dial 911. Well, who's going to answer 911 if we get rid of the police? I I don't know. I, I, you know, I'm 55 years old and I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again tonight. I I often think to myself, could, could I see anything worse as I continue to live my life? And I I just don't know. I mean, where does this go? Disbanding entire police departments. What do you do when you're in trouble? Who do you call? Do you dial nine one one who answers the phone If there is no police department in your city, I, I I don't understand this. I just do not get it. It is beyond comprehension that this is the idea. Rush Limbaugh on his broadcast on Friday said that what liberals are talking about this very thing disbanding police departments, Uh, decriminalizing a lot of of, uh, crimes that, you know, a lot of things we consider to be crimes. And that in their world, if we get rid of the criminal statutes, if we get rid of police officers, then we've gotten rid of crime. Because if there's no arrest, there's no crime. If there's no law that's been broken, well, there's no crime. So we can just get rid of the laws. But think about it this way. When you're online and you're watching Target being looted and burned to the ground, Walmart being looted, Wells Fargo Bank being looted and burned to the ground, these corporations are not going to come back to these cities without police departments. These cities will become vast wastelands. These corporations will not be able to get insurance. They will not be able to justify to their shareholders uh, rebuilding uh, in a city where there is no police protection, it, basically rewarding the criminals for what they've done, saying, well, you've won, let's get rid of the police, and uh, God only knows what they'll do if there's no police. Now, now th- let's shift gears and get into politics, and I wish I could tell you I would be a little bit less breathless tonight talking about politics, but I'm not. Uh, here we go. Uh, George W. Bush, former president, Mitt Romney, of course, sitting senator, have both announced they will not support Trump for re-election. Now, it's one thing not to support Trump quietly and just not support Trump. Uh, but that's not what's going to happen here. You know very well when they go to the media and they make the announcement. You know, I, I don't want to say much. I'm a former president. I want to, you know, stay out of things. I You know, keep a low profile but I'm going to go to the media and announce that I'm not supporting Trump. Well, you know what that means, right? That they're supporting Biden. Really? They're going to support Joe Biden? That's what they're doing. And this is probably just the first salvo. They will be back with a lot more to say, I'm sure, as time clicks by. Add to the mix uh, retired General Colin Powell, who is now officially endorsed joe biden officially endorsed joe biden uh you know i i just don't know I, i i don't know how people can think like this i don't like everything that trump does but but really you know put in a situation where they're surrounding the white house by the thousands they're burning and looting and burning and looting what what is what is trump supposed to do about that as chief law enforcement officer Is he supposed to go along with this? Let's just disband all the police then nationwide. I I, I don't understand what people are expecting of him. Now, this story I found fascinating because when you get out to the land of fruits and nuts out on the West Coast, that's what one of my friends calls it, the land of fruits and nuts. I love it. Out there in California on the left coast, uh, you've got UCLA, which is one of the uh, super prominent uh, colleges. I guess unless you're a, uh, you know someone that has special privilege, maybe you're, one of your parents is an actor and they can pay $500,000 to get you in there, <laughs> or you've got a perfect uh, SAT score. It's one of the elite colleges, but it's very liberal, no doubt. So get this, a UCLA professor has been put on leave after refusing to cancel... The final exam uh, for his course following the death of George Floyd. Now let's connect the dots here. I, I don't know how the dots connect, but let's try this for a second. So we have the death of George Floyd and the reasoning goes like this, that because of the death of George Floyd, that African-American students in particular that are busy out there protesting would not have time to finish their final work uh, for this accounting class at UCLA and take the final exam. So, so that's, that's the position, that's the logic behind it. So the UCLA professor responded back to a student who was suggesting this. Uh, number one, how can I do this? How can I um, cancel the test for my African-American students? Because I don't have a role that identifies my students by race. So how would I know? Number two, what do I do with my mixed-race students? If someone is half African-American, do they take half the exam and the other half of the exam is canceled? So he, he gave, I thought, what was a very a very uh, interesting answer. I mean, it, it, these are things you have to think about. But But bottom line is, he didn't want to cancel his final exam. So as a result, he's been put on leave after this student took his email response raising these questions and circulated it and got more than 20,000 signatures on a petition. So now we've got a UCLA professor of accounting who has been put on leave because of his insensitivity, refusing to cancel a final exam following the death of George Floyd. Now I have to tell you, I didn't go to a super tough college, but if I tried something like that, on one of my professors, the answer would absolutely be no. I remember in one case I was in a computer programming class and uh, I, by the way, I I was not a a computer programmer. I was a music major, but it was one of those things where you have to fill in the the box and, and take certain classes, general ed classes. So I took this computer programming class and I went into my professor and I gave him the most compelling argument about why I should be able to leave town on a Monday to go home for Thanksgiving dinner, even though my midterm exam was scheduled for Wednesday. I said to him, I said, look, you're, you're giving the exam on Monday to some of your classes. May I please sit in and take the exam with one of your other classes so that I can leave a couple of days early, head home, be able to spend more time with family. I He he listened to me very patiently. And when I was finished uh, at, with my presentation, he looked at me and he said, Mr. Paris, no, you will take your exam when it's scheduled. Th- this, and, and you know why this is? Um, I was upset at the time, but let me tell you one of the most important lessons that you learn in college. You learn in college that you have to live up to deadlines you have to show up for tests you have to get your reports and your work in on time it is for many kids uh it is the first time in their life that they're actually held to real deadlines which then prepares them for the workplace that's how you make that transition because when you're in the workplace you're getting paid the big bucks they're not going to entertain your story about the dog your dog eating, your homework, it it is, it is preparation for real life. And even if you, you know, later change your uh, area of work, you know, maybe you went to college for accounting, but later you're in sales or you do something completely unrelated. You go into music or entertainment or something else. You, you still learn those lessons in college. You learn to show up, you learn to get things in on time. Uh, you learned to deal with deadlines, and you you knew that w- whatever work you put in was going to uh, end with a grade, and you were going to get that grade, like it or not, based on what work that you put in. And the idea that we're letting all of this liberal garbage flow into the colleges now, where this UCLA professor, I'm, I can't even comprehend this that this man. For demanding that his students take his final exam at UCLA, one of the nation's most prestigious colleges, he's now been put on leave. This is the new world we're living in. And then we'll close out our segment with this. The district attorney in New York City has declined to prosecute the man that desecrated St. Patrick's Cathedral. And so uh, the lesson again is here. That, uh, you know, as long as you believe you have a cause, so George Floyd is murdered by the police officer. So now you can go out and burn, pillage, loot. uh, You can desecrate uh, one of the most beautiful, iconic cathedrals in the world, St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York City. And that's all okay. We're not going to fan the flames by holding anybody to account for that. And this is where we're at tonight. We've really reached the point of lawlessness, utter and complete lawlessness in our society. And, and when we, we uh, went to air tonight, I just couldn't believe the news. I had to read it on multiple sites because I thought this cannot be true, that the city of Minneapolis is disbanding its police department. They are de- defunding and disbanding their police department. So when you dial 911, when you're in trouble, when someone's broken into your house, when you're being robbed, when you're being carjacked, when you're being mugged on the street, you'll dial 911 and you will probably hear a message that said, Hey, thanks for calling. The police have been disbanded. But don't buy a gun. Don't try and defend yourself or your family. It makes no sense. It makes no sense, but more and more things would fall into this category of not making any sense as people are given over to these, I believe end time delusions that people are are being given over uh, to this lack, complete lack of intellectual reasoning that is occurring. All right. We will take a one minute break and refire the open. I see that he's holding. We will have him in moments. Our good friend, Pastor Paul Bagley is here to talk about all of this, help us sort it out and make sense. We'll be back in one minute. Don't miss it. Stay tuned.